Hey, yo, Cali Green Monster Show. Sports. Stuff. Yeah. Let's get it, Nate Diaz. Welcome into another episode of a Cali Green Monster Show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you here from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It's a Monday morning, June 28th, 2021, and hopefully you guys are coming off the best weekend of your life. Whether it was hanging out with your family, whether it was hanging out enjoying the sun, maybe they were hanging out with your family while you were out enjoying the sun. Or maybe you just hung out and played video games or watched Netflix all weekend. But either way, I think those are all the best ways to spend the weekend. So hopefully you had an awesome one. Hopefully it recharged your batteries and you're ready to come in and dominate this mother effing week. I've got an excellent show lined up for you guys, but that's something that I always have lined up for you. If you're someone that's new to this podcast, welcome. You know, this is a sports podcast mostly about 90% of the time. You know, 10% of the time there's stuff talking about. You know, what do you mean by stuff? You know, if you look back the past like two podcasts, I think the opening rants were about Harry Potter and some of the qualms I have with it, whether it's regards to their safety or to the fact that Hogwarts needs to take some accountability for raising the Nazis of the wizarding world. But today is not going to be a podcast where I'm going to be talking about Harry Potter. It is primarily going to be, you know, the 90% of the sports talk. So, you know, this is, you know, this is not a, a podcast for, you know, expert analysis or former players. This is a podcast to, you know, put on in the background while you're working or working out or just just hanging out, maybe. You know, just listen to the voice of the Cali Green Monster, you know give you to drop some knowledge and some information there's lots of things that go on in the sports world you might have been able to watch everything but most people like myself you can't well you know actually unlike myself you know I'm here to you know summarize what I think was important in the sports world you know I might not be able to touch on everything you know hockey sometimes gets the back burner right now we're in the dog days of summer of baseball so even though the Red Sox swept the Yankees which I'm super pumped about you know probably hit the cutting room floor but I'm talking about but you know what didn't hit the cutting room floor what I'm going to lead off this show about because I'm sure not many people are on the edge of their seat tuning in to watch people bicycling through France, especially since Lance Armstrong was kind of probably the last, like, you know, bastion of Americans watching the Tour de France. And we found out that everyone basically dopes in cycling and we just, like, lost interest in it. But on Saturday, it was the opening stage of the Tour de France. I think there's about, like, 28 or 29 stages, you know, as they bike their way, you know, all through the countryside and the French Alps and, you know, all through France. It's one of the most grueling sporting events you can ever do you know being able to bike you know a hundred plus miles a day but you know 
Saturday was the opening stage of this very beginning. You know, these guys are probably, you know, still feeling nice and fresh. And I think the only thing that can really, you know, stop a person on their bike is a crazy French lady holding a sign, you know, because that's what ended up happening. You know, a lady with a sign, she stepped out in front of this huge pack of riders. You know, she hit German rider Tony, Tony Martin, which caused a huge cascade of, you know, crashing bicyclists, you know, dozens of dudes ended up crashing i think three people now have already retired from the race so these are guys that have been training you know their whole lives all year long you know i don't even know if there was a tour de france due to covid in 2020 so these people have been probably gassed up for this race all for this french lady to cause a crash you know we don't even know any really information about this lady because she knew she was in a whole bunch of trouble and she got the hell out of there so authorities have yet to identify her or find her i'm sure in the modern world i mean her face was blasted on the cameras for the entire world to see i you know my french is extremely extremely rusty even though i grew up around french canadian parents who spoke french all the time i'm unable to translate what was on the sign so you know maybe i'll ask my co-worker who's who's french and speaks French you know maybe if what if he knows what was on the sign because I don't know all I know maybe it was just like hey watch what I'm about to do because yeah it definitely made the French or the Tour de France I guess worth talking about and you know here on episode 106 I can guarantee you that's probably the first time I've talked about bicycling so and unless I think unless we talk about Lance Armstrong at some point I don't really anticipate bicycling being brought up again, or at least until another crazy French person decides to stand in front of a group of oncoming cyclists and decides to cause another huge ass crash. But until then, let's move on and let's talk about you know our favorite sport, my favorite sport to talk to cover, football. You know, Tom Brady was on HBO's The Shop. You know, it's basically a sit around I guess where athletes and other famous people and celebrities get together and have an open forum unfiltered or at least it's supposed to be unfiltered and they chop it up about stuff and it's supposed to be you know as if you're just hanging out in the barbershop with the boys and and talking about stuff you know and the reason why I'm bringing it up is yeah Tom Brady was on this episode and I felt like there was a couple you know cool things that were talked about and brought up you know so i guess i want to highlight a few of them so you know on public on, on tom brady's public comments you know he was talking about how what he says versus what he thinks is two completely different things he says that about 90% of the things that he says like during press conferences and interviews is basically the complete opposite of what he feels and like what he means by that and like you, t- you could totally tell when you watch him and especially when you hear the stories about how he's such a competitor and you see him on the field how fired up he is but then you see him in a press conference and then he'll be talking about someone on the defense like oh like he's a great corner you know he's so he's such a great competitor I look forward to playing him on Sunday but internally he might be like dude that guy fucking stinks I'm gonna be targeting him all day but he says that he never wants to like say that out publicly. He never wants to give the other team an inch, you know, or any sort of advantage or any sort of anything that could help him help them prepare for facing Tom Brady. So, you know, I feel like that was something that you know, I always assumed because he was always so friendly and cordial compared to the fiery competitor that he is on the field. 
So that wasn't one of those things that was super surprising, but it was kind of cool to just see his honesty there. Um, let's see, because there's more. I got notes here. I had to flip a page. You know, I can't just completely do everything off the top of my head, even though I like to pretend I can. You know, so Tom Brady on Super Bowls, I thought this one was pretty insightful and, and you know, fun, was that, you know, at the beginning of his career, you know, he won three Super Bowls in the first four seasons. So he says he remembers there was an interview when he was around 25 years old. And he remembers saying something like, oh, maybe there's more to life than just playing football and, and winning Super Bowls. And then, you know, he says then he goes the next 10 years without winning a Super Bowl. So when he finally did win one, it was against the Seahawks. He said it was the best feeling in the world and that like, you know, so any nothing could match it. You know, so it really gained him perspective at like how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. And it wasn't just something that he could do every single year. And, you know, it's probably that's what can can kind of, you know, people are wondering how, you know, he's going to be turning 44 in August. People are wondering how this guy can keep that that fire and that competition. And I think almost having that early success and then not having it for a while and then, you know, being able to have it again. It's definitely something I bet I imagine that. Oh, excuse me for a second. <clears throat> Huh, I guess I could have used the mute button there, but yeah, you know, you should hear the Cali Green Monster cough, you know, because I think any, any bit of content that I'm producing, it's just, it's the best that it can be, even if it's a little cough to clear my throat, because I feel like I'm the best at clearing my throat. All right, digress. So, and then oh, I have another note here. Chelsea Handler was there, so I thought she was very, like, stuck out like a sore thumb amongst a group of people there because, you know, it wasn't just Tom Brady. You had Draymond Green there. You had Kid Cudi who was there. And then it's like there was a couple other people, and then you had Chelsea Handler. So it's like anytime she would kind of, like, chime in, it was like, especially after hearing, like, Tom Brady and Draymond Green talking about their championship mentality and issue, you know, not issues, but just some of the struggles that they'll have. You know, Draymond Green talking about how one of the downsides of all the success that you have is that basketball and the sport that you play and that you started playing because you love it, it becomes now it's like everything rides on every single game because every single person expects you to win and not just win, but to dominate. And then you hear Chelsea Handler coming out and talking about like, you know, the like some of the jokes that like how she writes and how, oh, the hot topic of the day is uh, making fun of middle-aged white men. You know, it was kind of funny when she's like, no, I'm not talking about you, Tom, but you know, it was just like, I don't know, Chelsea Handler could have just gotten the hell out of there. I felt like she did not belong during this episode. But the one other thing that Tom Brady brought up was, you know, talking about, you know, Alex Guerrero, the guy that kind of teamed up with him to celebrate TV or to collaborate and form the TB12 brand that he has, you know, the TB12 brand, which, you know, I'm wearing a TB12 hat on as I speak right now. But he basically was talking about how before he met up with Alex Guerrero, his, his elbow would always hurt. And he always wanted to be able to, you know, imagine what it would be like to function at 100 percent and then when he finally met up with this alex guerrero you know now he, he didn't feel pain anymore and he feels like now he could function at 100 percent and he was saying that like you know just imagine how dominant and how great lebron james would be if he was operating at 100 percent all the time so 
you know, and then so, but he feels like he's fortunate enough, especially recently with how he takes care of his body, not just with like, you know, his diet and his working out and everything, that he's near 100% every time he hits the field. And I thought it was also funny because he was kind of taking digs at basketball where he was just like, dude, like the NBA, like it's, it's like way more chill for you guys. He's like, he is wearing comfortable shoes. He's like, you guys are in a perfect climate arena, these really nice arenas. It's super comfortable. And it's like, you don't have to be out in the snow and stuff. So, you know, I thought that was a nice little dig at the NBA. So, you know, good episode of the shop. You know, there was more stuff in there. I can't talk about the entire episode. It was a half hour, but you know, you should definitely go check it out. You know, especially if you are a fan of Tom Brady, if you're a a fan of people who know how to win you know if you're a fan of the warriors or kid cuddy you know definitely go check it out so let's move on now to the sport that tom brady says is very comfortable and kind of cushy compared to football let's talk about basketball there are the current the conference championships going on the suns versus the clippers in the western conference and the bucks and the hawks in the eastern conference last night the bucks and the hawks in game three you know, the Hawks had came in, surprised the Bucks in Milwaukee, stole home court advantage in game one. You know, and I feel like the Bucks have completely flipped the script in the series the past two games. You know, they completely dominated in game two. They shut Trey Young down. Trey Young was ice cold. I think he was like one for eight from three point in game two. So, you know, they shut him down. You know, and the Hawks, you know, you would imagine they would try to come respond in game three, especially on their home court. And, you know, they couldn't quite get it done. You know, it was 113, 102 from the Bucks. You know, I think that the story of the night is Chris Middleton. People are talking about, you know, is Chris Middleton a superstar, especially after last night? He got 38 points, 20 of them coming in the fourth quarter. So, you know, Chris Middleton really, you know, carried the Bucks last night. You know, you even have Kendrick Perkins out there saying that Chris Middleton's the Batman and Giannis is the Robin, which I think that was, uh, you know, when you hear of hot takes and things to get people talking and look at I have there's very precious airtime on a Cali Green Monster show and Draymond or not Draymond Green Kendrick Perkins got me to you know mention his ridiculous take because there's no way you can get me to say that Giannis is the Batman of the team but I mean if Chris Middleton could perform like he did last night and he can get Drew Holiday to you know play decent you know the Bucks are definitely the team to beat and they could possibly get the NBA championship this year you know Trey Young, he finished off with 35 points, but he rolled his ankle in the third quarter, and it's it's you know he rolled it on the foot of a referee, so that was definitely some super bad luck. And you know I feel like with these ankle injuries, they're not something that you could just get over and like in the night or you know over a couple days. You know he was able to stay in the game, but he definitely looked hobbled and he wasn't as explosive. You know he could still shoot. You know he was still you know I think he hit a deep three or two um, after he came back in the game but if you look you know he had 35 points and only four assists there really wasn't much help you know uh Gallinari, he was pretty decent, but Bogdanovich hasn't really been that great. And, you know, Trey Young, I feel like he can only do so much. And that's the problem with some of these teams where you feel like it is a superstar really putting a team on his back and carrying them. I've mentioned Allen Iverson multiple times when comparing Trey Young and the Hawks run this playoff, you know, comparing it to 20 years ago. But at the same time, there's only so much that 
Allen Iverson can do. You know, he ran into Shaq and Kobe, and, you know, that was the end of that run. And, you know, if they can, if, you know, he's now running to a Milwaukee Bucks where you've got Giannis, who's, you know, multiple-time MVP. A lot of people argue that he could be – he's one of the potential best players in the NBA. And, you know, you've got Chris Middleton with the way he played last night. You know, if he's playing the way he did last night, that was like superstar basketball last night. So if he can show up like that, the Hawks basically have no chance. We'll see how Trey Young can recover because, you know, a tweaked ankle is never a good thing. So we'll see. I feel like the Bucks are firmly in control of this series right now. But I feel like every time these playoffs, I've said something's going to happen. You know, something happens that flips the script and, you know, changes my perspective or how the playoffs are going to wind up. You know, I never would have thought that the Phoenix Suns would be one game a win from getting to the NBA Finals when I thought that they were going to get beat by the LA Clippers or the LA Lakers in the first round especially after the Lakers like smashed them I think it was in game three and they were flexing on them he you know if you would have told me yeah the Suns were just going to go on a run and you know to the finals I wouldn't have believed you you know I mean they're one game away and I mean let's be real trying to close out a series because it's easier said than done you know they're 3-1 with the Clippers and you know I think a lot of people were thinking you know when they went up 2-0 you know, it's like, hey, the Clippers, that's a, that's something that they've been in this whole entire playoffs. They've gone down 2-0 in the first two rounds. And it looked like they were going to come back from the dead just like they did in the first two rounds. You know, they won game three. But the Suns, you know, they think they put, you know, they put a little bit of, you know, they put some wire, some water on the fire of that comeback, you know, really kind of in game four, you know, really on the back of DeAndre Ayton, who's really just, you know, emerged this playoffs, you know, to really be a another superstar alongside Devin Booker and Chris Paul. You know, he had 19 points, 22 rebounds. You know, Devin Booker on a night that he was 0 for 5 from three point, he still got 25 points. You know, it was a low scoring affair in game four. It was like 84 to 80. So, you know, it's it ain't over till the fat lady sings and Ty Lu, like he's mentioned, that they've rattled off four in a row the past, you know, couple series. So coming that back from three games to one isn't unheard of, but it's definitely gonna be an uphill battle. I wouldn't be putting my money on the Clippers right now, but you know, I've seen crazier things happen in sports, so I think it's worth paying attention to. And before we get out of this show, you know, there's Euro twenty twenty. I feel like since this tournament's been started, a Cali Green Monster show has been following it. You know, we're a real big soccer show. You know, my soccer or my son, he's uh he's really into soccer. You should see him blast a ball. I feel like he's it's only a matter of time before he breaks my TV because I swear, man, he has got a boot. But let's recap some of the action from this past weekend. It was the start of the knockout stages, you know, the group or the round of sixteen. You know, this team's you know, once you get to the knockout stage, you have to win four games to win the tournament. So this is the first step in that. You know, the first game we had Italy and Austria, and that was, you know, Italy was probably the best team through the group stages. You know, they didn't allow a single goal. They came into the tournament not allowing a single goal. So when you think of Italian soccer, you think of tough defense, and, you know, that's what they've, you know, what they brought. You know, the game wasn't particularly exciting. It was a 0-0 draw until we got to extra time. But in extra time, that's when the game, you know, flipped from being kind of a boring, tense affair to an exciting one. You know, Italy opened up. They scored two goals. 
you know, Austria on a corner, you know, was able to make it two to one, but it still wasn't enough. So, you know, Italy moves on to the quarterfinals. In the other game on Saturday, you had Denmark, who, you know, I think was infamous in this tournament for losing their captain, Christian Eriksen, to cardiac arrest in the first game. But I feel like they're really playing for their, you know, playing for their guy, man, because they've played well since then. And they were matched up against Wales, you know, Gareth Bale and Wales. I think a lot of people were excited and hoping that, you know, Wales could make a potential run here. And Gareth Bale, you know, potential to see him playing deep into an international tournament. But their run was stopped there or against Denmark as Denmark came out and smashed them for nothing. There was really, you know, nothing Wales could do. Denmark was clearly the better team, even without Ericsson. And then on Sunday, we had the Czech Republic surprising the Netherlands, knocking them out 2-0. I think kind of the story of the match is Matthias Delete. I was like, I really don't really know how to say his name. You know, I'm sorry that my Dutch pronunciations aren't really there. It was like Delete, Deliked. I, I'm not really sure, but defender on Netherlands got red carded when like he he you know he kind of lost his footing and the Czech forward was about to beat him and rather than let the ball go and get leave the guy alone with the keeper he extended his hand out and basically handballed the back of the ball away and upon further review the it was just an immediate red card so and from that Netherlands was down a man and the Czech Republic they took advantage of that one two zero so the Czech Republic they're moving on they're going to be facing Denmark in the quarterfinals. And then in the other match yesterday, it was a pretty big one. It was Belgium versus Portugal. There are a couple of heavyweights in the world international scene. You know, Portugal with Cristiano Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes and João Felix and, you know, tons of firepower. You know, they were a team that, you know, I was touting at the beginning of the tournament could potentially be the highest scoring offense. And, you know, just with all that potential there. You know, but Belgium, they're... They're stacked as well with Romelu Lukaku, the Hazard brothers, and De Bruyne, and they have a solid defense, and you know Thibaut Courtois in goal. So they're just a solid squad, and you know they they you know true to form. You know one zero win for Belgium. They were able to you know stifle the Portugal offense. You know I was watching that game at my my wife's parents' house, and I felt like anytime Portugal got into the the Belgian third there was at least like seven or eight Belgian guys there to make sure nothing could happen so Belgian looks solid you know we'll see what how they look because they're going to have to bring their a game because they're playing Italy in the quarterfinals seeing kind of how tense that Portugal and Belgium game and you know the Italy Austria game I expect that one to be a you know, a tense, low-scoring affair. I wouldn't be surprised if it went 0-0 going into extra time, just like with the Italy and Austria game. So that'll definitely be one to look out for. In today's games, we got Croatia and Spain and France and Switzerland. So, you know, if I have my pick, you know, I, you know I'm going to go with Croatia against Spain. I feel like Spain hasn't really been playing their best soccer. You know, they won 5 nothing in the last game of the group stage. But, you know, I feel like Croatia, you know, after losing to England has played pretty well they have a solid midfield you know I don't they don't have necessarily have the best firepower but I feel like you know I feel like they're the better team than Spain so I'm gonna go with Croatia over Spain and I'm taking France over Switzerland you know France was my 
pre-tournament pick, and I'm still sticking with them. I still think they're completely the best team. Paul Pogba, he's playing on another level right now. Mbappe is arguably the best player in the world. And then tomorrow we've got England versus Germany. That's probably going to be the you know the biggest game of the the round of 16. Two countries that are you know football crazy, and you know whichever team ends up losing, that's definitely a, I wouldn't want to be players there and reading newspaper from their home countries after that. And then the last game of the round of 16, we got Sweden and Ukraine. So I don't know if I'll necessarily be watching that, but. I will be reporting on it from on the Cali Green Monsters show. So that's all I've got for you guys today. If you listen to all this stuff, man, I really appreciate it. You guys should, you know, give yourself a pat on the back. If you enjoyed what you listened to, you know, just having me chit-chatting, you know, be a friend. Tell a friend. And if not, I highly doubt that you're even listening to it at this point. You know, so until next time, I have been your host, Dean Ryan. This has been a Cali Green Monsters show. Have a great one, guys. Peace.